Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Good evening. That was some that was some good stuff, huh? That's pretty deep. Are y'all thinking about that still? Do y'all get the message? Get the point? It's pretty deep. Pretty deep. Anybody remember the focus, the theme of this week? Out of control. Y'all tired, aren't you? Are you tired? Y'all you too relaxed. Anybody remember the theme of this week? Out of control. Anybody remember how long I like to talk? Anybody remember what makes me talk longer? I'm looking. I'm watching y'all. I'm watching y'all tonight. Well, this is our second night together. Again, it is an honor and a privilege to be with you. I look forward to hopefully sharing some thoughts that will add to some of the things you already saw tonight. We're talking about things being out of control, or another word I've used for things being out of control is something I call chaos. And we said the opposite of chaos is shalom. Let's see if you remember this. Shalom means nothing. Yes. And nothing. Man, if you learn one thing this word, you have learned a new word. Get in the car when your parents pick you up and say, have you heard of shalom before? Yeah. They're going to say you learned something this week. But what I've learned about when things are out of control, when things are out of control, like we saw in the skit tonight, what we want to do when things are out of control, what we think helps fix things when they're out of control, is that we want to be those who have control. Most times when we have control, we think that is seen. The power of control is seen through our ability to choose. The power of control is seen through our ability to choose, right? So when I was younger, when I was about your age, there was something that was plastic, and it was a square. It was like this wide, right? And in the middle of that square were two circles, two holes, right? And you would put this in something, and you would press play, and it would play music. Anybody know what that was called? Y'all not, y'all not old enough to know what that is. A cassette tape. A cassette tape. Now, here's the craziest part about cassette tapes. If you bought somebody's album, you couldn't choose what songs you wanted. If you bought the album on a cassette tape, you bought the entire album. And when you played it, you couldn't figure out what song you were going to. We used to rewind and rewind and rewind. You never knew where the song ended or where the song began. You had no control of what you listened to. But then a few years later, there was something that came out and it was a circle and it had not two, but only one circle hole in the middle. Anybody know what that was called? Y'all know your history. You know your ancient history. It was called a CD. Now, when a CD came out, which you might not be amazed, I was so amazed. My generation, we were amazed because then we can take a CD, we will buy an album, and instead of skipping between songs and trying to find out where a song ended or began, a CD allowed you to go to the next song. And you could press repeat. Isn't that amazing? And I don't know if y'all know about this, but back in the day, they had cars that had six CD changers, right? So not only could you listen to one album, you can listen to six. Not even, some of them had 12, and they were so big, they would put them in the back of your trunk. And you had to go to your trunk. Anybody else remember this? You had to put all 12 of your CDs in, and then you'd be driving, and you can always flick. It was pretty cool, except when you got tired of listening to those 12 CDs, they had to pull over and open your trunk to put more CDs in, right? But we had the ability to choose what song and what album we want to listen to. But then comes iTunes. 
And we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So what happened with iTunes is that you no longer have to buy an entire album. If I like one of your songs, I only buy one song. I now have control of deciding to choose what I listen to. And you better make a really good album because if it's not good, I'm not buying the whole, whole album like we did with cassette tapes or CDs. If I only like one or two or three songs, I'm spending 99 cents or now 129 and I'm buying that one song. It's even deeper now because now you have Amazon and you have all these things. You have Spotify. Well, you don't have to buy the song. You just listen to whatever one song you want. So when I was your age, too, we had something called Saturday Morning Cartoons. Y'all don't know anything about that. Y'all don't know anything about that. The counselors do, which was that you would wake up in the morning because you didn't have school. You know, when you have school, you don't wake up. You know that, right? Like when you have school, your parents have to wake you up. But when you don't have school, you get up earlier than your parents want you to. Anybody ever do that before, right? And so you wake up early on Saturday morning and you run and maybe get a bowl of cereal and you turn on the TV and there'll be all these cartoons on. And my kids kind of like Saturday cartoons, but you know what's better than Saturday morning cartoons? Netflix. Oh, but why is Netflix better than Saturday morning cartoons? Because when you watch TV, you can't choose what you watch. Whatever's on TV, you have to watch. When you can watch Netflix or Amazon, what do you get to do? Pause. You get to choose what you want to watch. So my kids always say, can we watch Netflix? And it's not even TV anymore. Can we watch Netflix? And y'all ever ask your parents that? And the beautiful thing about Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or whatever you have is that you have the power to what? Choose. And when things are out of control, we often want to have the control to choose what we do. But sometimes we feel like we have a choice, but we really don't. I need a volunteer tonight. A correct way. That was the fastest hand I have ever seen. What's your name? Paige. I remember you from last year, Paige. Everybody welcome Paige. Up. Let's round. Come on, welcome her up. Paige, what camp are you with? Well, they, they can fix that. Sorry. Tell them you paid to be here this week, so they can yeah. fix that, right? Um, so my only problem, Paige, is that when you came up, trail riding all supported you. Everybody else gave you a golf clap. So we're going to try this again. Everybody, welcome up, Paige! <laughs> You're not shy at all, are you, Paige? Paige, where are you from? Um, Annapolis, Maryland. Annapolis, Maryland. Paige, how old are you? I'm 13. 13. I want you to, I'm a, you don't even know what you're doing. Nope. You're excited. What, yeah. if, it's, what if it's embarrassing? You don't care. All right. I want y'all to see something. This here, ladies and gentlemen, is a bag of Skittles. Now, the creators of Skittles have tricked you, and I am here to make your life a whole lot better by clarifying that they have tricked you. Are you ready for this? They have told you that you have a choice between different flavored Skittles. On the back, it says the yellow ones are lemon, the red ones are strawberry, the purple ones are grape, the green ones are green apple, and the orange ones are orange. You have been fooled. You have no power to choose because all of them taste the same. Yes, they do. My wife would disagree with me, but I'm telling you that every single Skittle in here, no matter what color it, don't eat that, don't eat it, stop it, stop, don't. Every single one tastes the same. You don't believe me? Well, Paige is gonna be the one to tell us. Paige, pick a color, or you got gum in your mouth. Anybody, go, go, your, your, your ladies will help you over there. 
Wow, that's true. Hey, that's love right there. That is love and friendship. That is love. I don't have a friend like that. That's real friendship right there. All right, Paige, pick a color, any color. Orange. Orange. And I want you to pick another color, any color. Yellow. Red. Red. I want you to eat red first. And tell me if it tastes like strawberry. Come on, Paige. Yeah. It does? Mm -hmm. You sure? Or does it just taste like sugar? But, but strawberry sugar. Strawberry. All right. Now taste the orange. And tell me if it actually tastes like orange or if it tastes like red. If I, don't, if I don't treat you right, I'm in trouble. So I got to be patient with you. Okay. So swap. All right. You got it? All right. Now try orange. Does that taste different than strawberry? Yeah, it does. What's your name? Huh? Niels? Take one of these, Niels. Take two, actually. Get two different colors. Two different colors. I need, I need somebody else. I need somebody else. I'll, I'm going to get somebody who didn't raise their hand. Take two colors. Tell me if they taste different to you. You got the same one? Yeah. You can have three. Here, there's another one. Nils, do they taste different? No pressure. I'm not pressuring you by any means that they all taste like sugar. Do you think they taste different? <sighs> what? You gotta close your eyes. I'm gonna get a few more people. A few more people. Do they taste different? They do taste different? All right. Listen, y'all are ruining my point that with Skittles, you really don't have a choice. But what I'm gonna do is Paige, I'm gonna get the rest of this bag to you, and you are now in control of who gets to have Skittles and who doesn't. All right? After, after service, all right? All right, thank you, Paige. Give another round of applause. You think they're different? You think they're different? All right, so it's up for debate. It's up for debate. Now, here's the deal. Evidently, I am the only person in this room that thinks all Skittles taste the same. Anybody else agree? Is that? I got two or three other people. I got a few. They all taste the same. RVR staff, we need to have some sort of uh, debate and or uh, some kind of test taken by the end of the week. We need to know. You have something to say? Fruit Loops. And Skittles. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, now that I've caused the uproar, I enjoy making you guys all unsettled about this. But I want to get back to talking about choice, right? And so sometimes when we have things that are out of control, Skittles can make things rowdy, I know. When we have things out of control, we want control. So last night I told you about a moment three years ago when I went down to what was happening in Baltimore. I told you about the night I was there, and someone came to me last night and said, what happened? And I was like, that's a really good question, because I didn't tell you how I met the pastors from Life Point Church. I didn't tell you that part. So the next day, when the sun rose up, I went to Home Depot, and I bought 
all of this cleaning supplies because I thought it was going to be time to clean. And I drove through the city. And as I drove through the city, the Baltimore City employees had cleaned up so much of the mess that was already made. I went down to southwest Baltimore where my church is, and there were some places that were looted and some things like that, but we couldn't clean up because of insurance reasons. And so I ended up taking all my cleaning supplies back. But I had all these people calling me who did not live in Baltimore City who were saying, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And I said to them, you know, the city has done a good job cleaning up. I said, there's not a whole lot to do. I want you to just waste your time to just come clean if there's nothing to clean. And they said, well, we still want to be there and just be with you. So this was the pastors at LifePoint Church. They came down with me into the middle of all the chaos that was happening in my city, and they walked with me right down the same place where I was the night before. Now, by the morning, everything had changed. At night, there were fires happening. The police was there. In the morning, the police was still there, but every possible news station you can name was down there. And all the people were there. And so I'm with the head pastor of Life Point Church. And we're walking through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It's very, very crowded because everybody now is down there trying to figure out what's going on. And so it's now even more chaotic. It's not violent, but it's chaotic. And so I'm walking down with some pastors from Life Point Church, and I kept losing the main pastor, the lead pastor. He's a photographer, and he would just go into the middle of the crowd to take pictures. And I'm like, where are you? I feel like I got to keep you safe. But he kept going to take pictures. He was so encouraged to be there and to be engaged. And at some point, the crowd started moving really quick. And my radar went up. Something's not right. Everybody's moving in a certain direction. And then, guess again, I lost the pastor again. Now I'm going to get in trouble. I just lost the pastor of a pretty big church in our area, and the crowd's moving. I don't know what's going on. And so I finally turn around, and in the middle of this crowd that everybody was running toward was a man named Jesse Jackson. Show of hands. Have you heard of him before? He's a very popular, popular guy who does a lot of things in the, in the world and try to do a lot of good. And he came, and he was walking down the street, and he stood in front of a building, and everybody took pictures of him, and then he left. And I thought, okay, cool. Jesse Jackson was here. He's very popular. That's why everybody went there. He came, and then he left. And then that same night, everybody was like, hey, we got to fix our city. It's out of control. We have to bring control. And so everybody had all these meetings. And another very, very popular pastor had a meeting for the whole community at his big, big church. And I went to that meeting. And on my way to the meeting, I got out of my car, and I'm walking to the meeting. I had people handing me flyers. Guess what the flyers were about? People want me to come to their meeting the next day. So they're at somebody else's meeting saying, hey, what? Come to my meeting. Come to my meeting. And I went to it and I realized that this entire week in the midst of chaos, you had other people who said, I want to come in and I want to bring the one to I want to be the one to bring control. And a lot of people had the wrong motives. A lot of people had the wrong motives. You see, when things are out of control, our natural tendency is to think, if it's out of control, then I need to bring control. But sometimes our control doesn't bring the shalom. Remember, shalom is nothing and nothing. And the reality is, sometimes in the things in our lives that seem out of control, we think if we could just have control, that we could make it better. But honestly, if we were given control, it would still be out of control. You ever think that you can parent yourself better than your parents? Oh, one day you're going to become a parent. I've done this. Every time I had a child, my mom was a single mom who raised four kids by herself in South Baltimore and what we would call the projects, right? My mom was an amazing woman, is an amazing woman still. And I'm married and I have three kids. So I have my spouse with me. And every time I had a baby, my wife, I didn't have, my, every time my wife gave birth to a baby and I realized how hard it was, I called my mom and said, mom, I got a spouse here. How did you do this by yourself? 
there's always a moment when we look at something that's out of control and we say to ourselves, if I had control, it would be better. I want you to hear this. Sometimes if we even got control of our lives, if we got control of our circumstances, then the situation would still be out of control because the solution to things being out of control isn't our control. The solution to things being out of control, the solution to chaos, again, is what? Shalom, nothing, nothing. The question is, are we able to bring that wholeness to the situation? I want to show you what Jesus did when he made a choice. Show of hands if you have more than two friends in your life. Okay, put them hands down. I'm not judging you, right? Listen, y'all don't know that I didn't talk in school. You ready for this? I did not say a word in school to the third grade. Third grade. And when I said something, I whispered. I said, and everybody was like, he talks, he talks, right? I was a very, very shy, insecure kid. And so when you have a good friend who will take your gum for you, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And some of us have had friendships that kind of went the wrong way. And some of us have chosen our friends. I want to show you a moment in Jesus' life where he chose the people that he would walk through life the best with. I want to show you how Jesus used the power of making a choice. I want to read these words to you from the Luke chapter, um, book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 12 to 16. It said, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. When morning came, let me, all right, let's stop right there. When did Jesus sleep? In this, in this moment in time, when did he sleep? He prayed all night. He's about to make a big decision in his life. He's about to choose who will be the closest people in his entire life. And before he makes this important choice, he spends all night praying. It doesn't say when he woke up. It says when morning came, he called his disciples to him, and he chose 12 of them whom he would designate as apostles. Simon, who he named Peter, his brother James, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was also called Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who would become a traitor. So Jesus chose 12 people after praying all night. Jesus did all the right things to make the right choice. What I want to leave you with this thought tonight is this. I gave you the story that happened in Baltimore when things are out of control and you had all these people vying for control and things were still out of control. I want you to think about this. If you get control, would you be capable to bring shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken? If you think the solution is if I could only have the choice, if that was given to you, would you be able to bring wholeness to those things that are out of control in this world. And I want you to look at Jesus' example. Before he made a choice of choosing his friends, he prayed all night. So as a teenager, I would ask you to think about this. When you choose your friends, how do you choose who your friends are? Anybody else? Don't raise your hand. You can live vicariously through me. I'm sorry, it wasn't for you, by the way. I'm going to for this next thing I'm about to say. Don't raise your hand for this. Have any of you had friends in your life that brought drama to your world. Don't raise your hand. No, I said don't raise your hand. Just say yes in your brain. You ever have friends and you're like, man, why they always bring me drama? I thought my life was cool, but they always got something going on. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. I want you to think about when you have the power to choose, how do you go about making your choices 
And I ask you to think about this tonight. How did Jesus make his? He prayed all night long before accusing the 12. And I ask you this, how do you prepare yourself to bring your choices that you hope will bring control and some calm in your life? We're going to pick up from this on this tomorrow night. We're going to think about some more. Let some of this marinate, the power of choice. I want to end with prayer, but I want to remind you again, all Skittles taste the same. Heavenly Father. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for joy. We thank you for laughter. And at the same time, we thank you that you are real and you meet us in our joy and our delights and you meet us in the depth of our reality. Father, I ask that you would challenge every person here with the thought and the wonder as if we were given control of things in our lives, would it remove the chaos from our lives or would things still be out of control? Would you help us to see and understand, Lord, that the solution to all the things that are chaotic in our world is not for us to gain more control. Lord, we desire to experience your shalom, your peace, where nothing is missing and nothing is broken in our world. Not just in our world, but, Lord, in our lives, that we would be whole, that we would be complete. We thank you for tonight. Again, we thank you for laughter and fun and new relationships. Would you do the work you desire to do in our hearts tonight? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.